Um, let's talk to you about Grip6. Now, of course, uh, Grip6 makes uh, great belts. They make great socks. I've talked to you about those before. They also have really cool wallets. If you've never seen a Grip6 wallet before, really great. they're different. They they are really cool looking. They, they're made from all different materials. And you used to see in like leather wallets. They have really cool leather wallets if you want one of those. They also have a metal and like wood uh, they're just like and it, uh, you never seen anything like them. It, it, when you say wallet and then you say wood, you can't yeah. until you see them. Right. You can't because it, it's not a wallet, and yet it is a wallet. Yeah. it's just not anything you've ever seen before. It also is not going to give you that giant like George Costanza wallet that like makes you sit like you're tilted because it's right. so big. It's yeah. like they're they're minimalist, they're stylish, and this is a great American company that loves. America loves this country. Sources everything uh, from America. They're just they're just a fantastic company, and you should get acquainted with them. Grip6.com/stew. G-R-I-P-6.com/stew. Use the code stew. You'll save fifteen percent right now. Grip the number six.com/stew. Get fifteen percent off today. So much going on in the world today. We get to it here in just a second. Uh, problem down in Texas with two stories from history and then we're just going to talk common sense and human nature why can't we come to a place where we well I'll, I'll show you I'll show you in 60 seconds stand by I want to talk to you a little bit about relief factor Relief Factor has made a huge impact in my life, huge. Uh, I, I didn't ever think that I would be able to uh, write or paint again, two things that I love to do. Um, I would have a hard time just squeezing my hands into fists just a couple of years ago. I've tried everything. I went to the Mayo Clinic, I went everywhere uh, and couldn't get anything that would work or take away the pain without taking away who I was fundamentally. Um, And then I found Relief Factor. I didn't think it would work. My wife made me take it, and uh, I did. And three weeks later, I realized, holy crap, this is actually working. Within a month or so, my pain was probably 80% gone. Today, it's 90, between 90 and and 99% gone. That's a miracle in my life. Please just try it for three weeks. If you're in pain, get your life back. Try relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Call 800, the number four, relief. 1995 for the three-week quick start. Just try it. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four, 
relief. Until Matt and Robert Ward walked in. The schoolhouse on Chestnut Street in Louisville on November 2nd, 1853, was engaged in the routine morning business of words, numbers, and questions. It's a story in the, in the Washington Post today. But I wanted to share it with you, and I can guarantee you it's not for the same reason they wanted to share this piece of history. In a quiet voice, Matt Ward demanded to see Mr. Butler, one of the teachers at the high school. William H.G. Butler walked in, approached Ward. Butler was 27, trim, black beard. He was adored by most of the students, most of whom were about 13 years old. Ward said, I have a little matter to settle with you, and then became animated. They exchanged words that witnesses really couldn't make out. Then Ward called Butler a liar. They heard that. Then his brother Robert reached for a Bowie knife. They saw that. Then there was some kind of movement. Some students tried to hide behind Butler. Matt Ward, who was short and slight, pulled a small pistol out that he had concealed in his coat pocket and shot Butler, the teacher, in the chest. Twelve students watched in horror. They witnessed it. The ward scattered. Butler was lifted up by several of his students and taken to a nearby house. Doctor was summoned, but he was wounded beyond repair, died after a few hours of suffering. This is the first documented shooting at a U.S. primary or secondary schoolhouse. Matt Ward, 28. His father was a six-time Kentucky state representative who lived at the time, this remember, 1853, in an $80,000 mansion with nine enslaved black workers. He was arrested, and as was his brother, who was 19. The Courier-Journal, which is still printing crap in Louisville, reported that uh, Matt was upset with Butler because he had beaten his other brother, William, with five or six licks with a leather strap. The teacher left behind a wife and infant daughter. As you can imagine, when this story came out, people drew sides. Good guy, bad guy, right? The trial came. It was in Elizabethtown, which is just down the street from Louisville, having been moved to another county because everybody was upset about this. Matt Ward was represented by 18 lawyers, led by Senator John Crittenden, a former U.S. Attorney General and Kentucky Governor. The lead prosecutor was Alfred Allen, who had just turned 30. Prosecution portrayed Butler as a kind man who devoted his life to education. One by one, his students testified how he had helped them. The revelations about Matt Ward were more damning. He had bought two self-cocking pistols the morning of the shooting. It was at a local gun store. He had a history of violent threats and angry letters to teachers. There was no red flag law back then, I guess. Now, the defense stood up and they smeared Butler, said he was a power mad educator. He was rigid um, and, you know, 
he had only acted in self-defense after Butler had struck him. There were accusations uh, by the prosecution of bribery, jury tampering. Here's the thing. On April 27th, 1854, the verdict was issued. Not guilty. People were crazed by it. Eyewitnesses saw him shoot him. The man who sold him the gun had testified under oath. The ammunition matched the pistol. They had everything. A mob appeared. 8,000 people. They burned Ward and his attorneys in effigy outside of his mansion. Windows were broken. The mob threatened to put a torch to other buildings. He had to escape, and he went to Arkansas to live on another family cotton plantation with slaves. It was September 30th, 1862, during the Civil War, that Ward walked out of his front door of his plantation. He was killed by a group of men, Confederate raiders. They were trying to steal his slaves. He came out, and he's like, hey, hey, hey. They shot him. He was wearing a blue coat. They didn't realize he was just as racist as they were. Okay. I tell you that story because we look to explain things like this. We look for the bad guy. We look for the cause. And when people refuse to look at the cause, things go awry. I'll give you one more. This one's from Time Magazine a few years back. 1927, a man named Andrew Kehoe blew up a school in Bath Township, Michigan. Most of the 44 children were killed. Now, remember, this is 1927. Imagine 44 children killed. Deadliest attack on on a U.S. school in history. He was an electrician. He had worked at the school, and then he had rigged explosive throughout the buildings in the weeks leading up to the attack. He had a timer device on one part of the building, and it failed, so those rooms and the kids in those rooms survived. In the immediate aftermath of the explosion, he set off another bomb in his car. He killed himself. Prior to the explosion, he had murdered his wife and set his own farm on fire. His motive was he was angry at the foreclosure on his farm. And then the state came and levied taxes on his farm to pay for the new school. Story made national headlines, but then disappeared so fast. It, nobody talked about the broader conversation about explosives or school safety or mental health. In fact, everybody outside of the Bath Township seemed to forget about it. And the reason why they forgot about it is it because they couldn't figure it out. He didn't fit the idea of a terrorist, even though this was a terrorist, politically motivated terrorist attack. But back in the time... Terrorists were like Sacco and Vanzetti. They were shady communist anarchists. 
In fact, according to the New York Times in the 1920s, the terrorists who most Americans feared were anarchists. Gee, we don't see those anywhere, do we? Today, Kehoe does fit into a defined role for a dangerous individual. Right? We've seen this kind who is upset, maybe the Unabomber. Now, here's what they say. Today, we have our own stereotype of the terrorist. We know him by his religion, political affiliation, or social media history. We worry about lone wolves and self-radicalization. But we want terrorists to fit a pattern. Because patterns are predictable and preventable. The violent attack by someone who doesn't fit a pattern is the most frightening of all. We don't want to remember people like that. Because when we do, it reminds us it could happen again at any time and we'd never see it coming. Now, I shared those two stories for a reason. I'll, I'll put them into perspective in 60 seconds. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The housing market now is down by 16.5%. Is the value of your house holding where it was? Remember, that is free money to you. If your house had an evaluation and it was at this price, you can take that money, borrow against it, and I do not want you to do this for any other reason. I mean, don't listen to me. What do I know? But uh, please, if you can get out of high interest debt, something where your credit cards are like 20%, please do this and pay those things off. You can get, you can replace that 19% with 5% interest. That's fantastic. Shore up everything that you have. Please call the experts at American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Tell them your situation. Tell them what you're looking for and your problems, and they will help you solve it if they can. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. Call them now. 10 seconds. Station ID. So let's look at things like abortion, slavery, the ugliest things, children being killed in schools. When those things are always so horrible that we don't want to even look at them. It's why people were not pro-abortion. They were pro-choice. It makes it easier because you don't have to think about it. And when you get into those things, and you know it's wrong. People generally do three things. They refuse to look at it. Or they look for a sca- an easy scapegoat. And if they're forced to, most people won't think about it. They'll just. They'll react with things that you know they cannot believe. They defend the indefensible. You 
you have to look at the shootings, especially in schools. Are we looking for justice? Are we looking for political points, more power? Or are we, are we, are we honestly searching the truth? And in this case, it's too scary to look at for most people. So they will do all of these things. They will refuse to look at it. They will blame it on others, and they'll react without thinking. See, here's the, here's the problem. Here's the rub. If this actually would work, well, then we would have a real discussion. Okay, but they did this in England, and they didn't have the kids shooting each other. They just had crime and shootings after shootings after shootings. So they took all the guns away from people. Well, people bought baseball bats. And a lot of people with baseball bats get killed by guns if somebody is coming into their home. Then people just started kniving each other to the point to where they had to ban knives. See, it's a human condition. And we know that we know that because I just told you about the very first shooting that was in a school and it was in the 1800s. And we don't even know that story. That was shocking at the time. And one guy died. Why, when guns were everywhere with every house, with children that would go out and shoot squirrels in Kentucky to make burgoo out of and eat? Why weren't they shooting? It's not the gun. There's something else. But it's too frightening for us to look at. Because what do we have to do then? If it's coming from inside and inside of our kids, what is leading to that? And I'm not sure I want to know the answer because I'm not sure I'm. It's No, you know what? It's the gun. But if it really worked, you would have people who are on the Second Amendment side having a serious sit-down discussion. They probably wouldn't change their mind because of the Second Amendment. But see, that's the difference. What people don't usually do is rationally examine the truth. They don't do it because it's scary. Or because they want to win. But if you rationally examine the truth. And you, you are really seeking the truth. If somebody could prove to me. Which is impossible. And I couldn't reprove the reverse. That God exi- didn't exist. I would be a fool to hang on. If you could prove it to me. But you can't. If you can prove things to me, I'm a fool if I don't re-examine what I believe. But in the end, there are things that are diametrically opposed to one another. And you get to a point to where you're like, okay, I've done my homework on both ends of this. And these two things are in conflict and I can't solve them. For instance, abortion. 
exception for rape and incest for me. Well, Glenn, you just said that you believe that's life. I know, but I can't. I, I just couldn't go to my daughter who had raped and say, no, we can't. I just couldn't do it. And I honestly have searched and I, I pray that I would have the strength, but I don't yet. Someday, maybe I'm there. I hope I am. But if I'm being honest with you, I believe life begins when the egg is fertilized. There's life. We found that on Mars. We'd call it life. But uh, the two things I believe are diametrically opposed and life is in the balance. I've spoken about this before. I believe in God. I believe in God's laws. I believe man and woman, that is the divine plan. However, uh, if I had a you know, family member that was homosexual, okay, I know what God tells me, and I believe that. But I also know that God never makes a mistake, and I believe that. And... And I see people like Bruce Jenner, who I really, truly believe has been tortured his whole life internally. He didn't want that. He didn't want it. I know people who are gay who never wanted to be. Now, it's not like now it's the popular thing. It wasn't. They didn't want it. Okay, so if God doesn't make mistakes, but God tells me I should condemn this, What do I do? Well, I know that God is love. And because I can't square that circle, I have to hold on to what God says is true. But I also have to hold on to my love for my fellow man. I'm not going to condemn anyone. I don't know what the right thing to do is. But I'll do my best. We're in this situation, but we're not having a real conversation about it because nobody wants to actually look what's happening to our kids. It's not that they're just shooting each other. It's not the guns. They're killing themselves at record rates. There's something wrong. And if I thought it was the gun and it could actually work, how dare you say that I would let children die, but I don't believe that it would work. On the other hand, I am also bound by the Constitution. I know why guns must be held by private citizens. All right, Uh, what are you doing to um, help others out who need it today? You give certain charities, ones that you trust, in the effort to make the world a little bit of a better place? If so, one place that I think you're really going to love is Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Uh, They are people that have made a commitment and are living by it. They made the commitment on 9-11. Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families uh, when a first responder or military service member, you know, doesn't come home. They actually care for the young children that are left behind and the home that they left behind. They pay off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring the family to stability. 
for catastrophically injured veterans, first responders. They have mortgage-free smart homes. They have Operation Home Base for homeless vets. Our nation's heroes, it's our job to live and do what we believe. Join Tunnels to Towers on their mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. That kills me. <laughs> I know. I just... <laughs> ah. uh, we, were just talk- <laughs> we were just talking about these people like, I can't believe we're discussing abortion when these kids are dying. <laughs> Do you Wait. hear the words you're saying? You're saying things. Do you hear the yeah. things? Do you know what they yeah. mean? Yeah, that if my kid survives his mother... He shouldn't be shot in school and killed. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, look, we correctly right. are feel having a an, an incredibly emotional reaction to an absolutely tragic Horrifying. event, and I, of course we are. But like, they're built into the worldview of the left is it would not be a tragedy had they died 10 years earlier. Like that is legitimately their worldview. And the only reason it would be something to shout and celebrate <laughs> I know. if they had died I killed earlier. my child. Like why that is re- I, I understand that like every time this happens we go to this point and conservatives make it all the time. Well what about abortion? And it's like it feels somewhat glib at some level because we keep saying it and the left just doesn't listen to it and won't think about it. But that is legitimately their view. That if all of these children had died 10 years earlier, it would have been something to celebrate. Right. And now it is correctly something to mourn and grieve. But so here, 10 years ago, it would not have been. Let me say something about uh, about teachers that I learned. And this is going to be taken out of context and made to look like it's anti-teacher. No, I... I'm anti-teachers union, absolutely, mm-hmm. and any teacher who is still paying dues to that union, um, knowing what the unions are doing to our kids, you're part of the problem. Uh, but this is not a slam. This is just an observation on parents. This week, we've heard over and over and over again, and we've heard it for the last couple of weeks from the White House, that, you know, these teachers, those kids are just like yours. They're, when they're with you, they're your kids. We take we love your children as much as you love your children. No, you don't. No, you don't. And here's why I know. Because if somebody came into the house and was threatening my children, and it was my children and my wife, either the shooter or my wife would be dead before the children. Because my wife would take a spoon and jam it into his eye if he she would not cower. Behind, uh, you know, if he's there, he's shooting. She would go behind a, you know, door, get him to safety. But if they're there and he shoots one of them, my wife attacks like a lion. Okay, blindly attacks because that's what mothers do. So please give it a rest that these children are your children when they're there. No, they're not. No, they're not. They are children. You care about them. Mm-hmm. You might love the children. You don't want to see any harm come to them. But 
You don't have that automatic, I'm going to kill or be killed defending. You just don't have that because they're not your children. That is a natural thing. So can we stop saying that? Uh, by the way, can we just turn the... I just want to tell some... Uh, can we have a, a laugh at all? I, I was watching while this was going on last night. I just turned off the TV and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I, I, uh, I watched, I watched uh, Ricky Gervais's new uh, comedy. Mm. Oh, this is on Netflix, right? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch this. Oh, you have to. Uh, you have to. You ha- I mean, I, I almost want to say, go out in the hallway and watch it now <laughs> and then come back. I will take you up on that. It just is. So yeah, aware. I know you will. Uh, it is. Transphobic. It is. Transphobic. Okay, first, was that what you were about to say? Transphobic. That's what no. I, that, I, I No. That is it, the only thing I've read about it. Hilarious. It's, like, hilarious. If you can. I mean, it's very offensive, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, the language is really, really rough. He uses the C word. You know, the C word that, not the C word that we use to describe a, he uses that word Mm. uh, as, you know, a general kind of like you're a dope. You know, that's the way they use it in, In, so they're using that one. But he also uses the other C word, which I can't describe. You just either know the C word, the second C word, or you don't now today. I mean, Uh, it's hard to understand. And I will say, if there's one thing in international affairs we should solve is that the C word should be the way we use it because it it's it's bizarre to hear people from like you know britain they just throw it out there like it's just like jerk so <laughs> and you're uh, like, whoa we need to solve so that it, because that's the way they mean it yeah that, I know. that's oh, what yeah. it means over there um we need to come up with an international treaty to make that word craig <laughs> craig who is on my staff that that you know works yeah. here he's from scotland he mm-hmm. met his wife who's an american Oh my gosh. And they were dating and he oh no. she was saying Uh-oh. something and he said you're a jerk but he used that oh word. No. Oh no. She said what? <laughs> and <laughs> she thought she was like why why are you so mad? What's going on? What's happening? No. She's like how dare you? I mean he thought it was over. And it took him a while to go no 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 here's the evidence. Here's the evidence. Look in my culture it's not that Oh but, my gosh. Oh yeah, bad, 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 bad. That that's an entire movie. Oh that, yeah, it that is. scene. Okay, so anyway, it's very offensive language, and it's hilarious because it is so offensive in non-political correctness. I mean, it is, and from the very beginning, Gervais is brilliant. I am a I'm a oh, huge fan yeah. of his. He's he is. got the biggest heart, I think of. He's got like the heart of John Candy, you know, where it's funny, but it, he also connects. There's a lot of things I mean? you might want from John Candy. The heart, I think, would not be the thing yeah, you'd okay. want. Well, you know the way I mean. that. So anyway, you know. so he's just a genius. And he came out and Chappelle took it on and did the whole show. And then you had to wait for the payoff at the end to where you're like, oh, wow, there is clearly clearly he's on the other side of you know he's not a transgender basher Mm -hmm. gervais he makes it clear the target is not anyone who's claiming racist bigot transphobe islamophobe no no no. it it's not those people it's wokeism it's the entire thing Mm -hmm. that is being shoved down the throats by elites 
and those who are just falling in this trap. So he is he. This show is so brit. He has a hard time getting through a lot of it because he's like, this is so childish. This is so, you know, and he just says things that you just don't say anymore. And a lot of it is very childish. But you are clear he's not targeting whoever it is. I mean, he goes after a, uh, I think, a handicapped a handicapped uh, preschooler or something like that. You're like, whoa. I mean, he's. it's clear those are not the targets all the way through. The target is wake up. And we're adults and we should be able to yeah. understand that. And that we used to be able to do that without explicit, ex, you know, an explanation that yes. just has to smack you over the head. You, we would just all know that when comedians said really terrible things they didn't mean them it didn't mean they were bad people they were making a point or just trying to make you laugh so what's what's the explanation for netflix allowing this stuff on their platform is he just so good they just get past their wokeness it was on the it? most his last one was the most watched of the year you know and i think you know that's why netflix said hey if you don't like some of the things we're putting on then maybe you should go work someplace else amen um, but, uh, it, it is, they're, they're clearly making a ton of money off of this. Uh, so but you, I will tell you, it'll all come out in the wash because I would hate to be the healthcare provider for Netflix because the psychiatric bills alone <laughs> for that staff are going to be enormous. Is it one of those things where we're basically are like, Hey, um, you know, Hey, NFL team, I noticed you're involved in all these domestic abuse charities. Did you notice like half your team has been charged with domestic abuse, but they're star players and they so somehow justify it? Like, or are they, do they really see themselves at Netflix as artists who can understand this stuff, but their standards are no. crazy? No, I don't think. I, they just want the money because they know I, he's good. I, I think so. And they see that their shares are going down. They've got to turn the, oh, they're going to lose the company. I think that's what it is. But but what but what is happening? This is again. Chappelle really kind of helped. This is the end of all of this. Once you get the comedians going, and they haven't yet, just the brave ones. And yeah. this is extraordinarily brave. Extraordinarily brave. Um, you know, then it's over. I mean, listen to this tweet, Doctor Amy Roberts. Ricky Gervais is a disgrace. He's going to cause hate crimes and. Ultimately, the death of trans folk. Oh, what really? If you're killing somebody over a Ricky Gervais special, you've got other problems than Ricky Gervais. Anyone who needs to vilify minorities to get a laugh is the most evil, hateful soul and seriously needs mental help. If you think Ricky Gervais is is vindictive or evil and wants to destroy people, I don't think you've ever... Listen yeah. to Ricky Gervais at all. Do they believe that? You, I think they do. I think they're, I mean, because they don't listen to him. Right. So they're just reacting yeah. to the headlines where he supposedly yeah. makes trans. Because that is the headline. Oh, and, no, read. no, no. He, he, well, he does. He, he makes transphobic jokes. Uh, no, I wouldn't say they're transphobic jokes. He's not afraid he's of just, trans people. Right. He's, he's just, just saying just none of this everybody. makes sense. Yeah. He's just bashing everybody. He, everyone, as he says, I bash Gays, straights, white, black, Asians, mm-hmm. um, I and and the trans community just wants you know they just want to be treated like everyone else. 
Uh-oh. Right. That's why I include them. <laughs> that's supposed to be the way it is. And if you can't get that out of comedy, you you are basically you have, banning speech. You have this is you, the one place you're supposed to be able to be able so to say anything. Remember that that was uh, gosh, what was his name? Kurt. Kurt. Uh, gosh, I can't remember now. He was the comedian in Germany and he was Jewish. And he really thought that comedy was the out. And he mocked Hitler for years. And Hitler hated him. Um, And he was under the microscope. Now, in the end, he was killed in Auschwitz. And the reason why he was killed in Auschwitz is because uh, you can't trust the German Nazis. I'm just saying. Uh, You can only count on them to actually kill Jews. Um, and he thought he would get away with it because he was so powerful. He was the number one movie star in Germany and they shut him down and the concert, he played, paid very high consequences, obviously. Um, but he really thought he would win. The, the, the thing that is so brave about Gervais is not that he could be destroyed because what does he care? What does he care? Is he beyond, he's beyond, he's beyond caring. It's, you know, uh, I asked, um, uh, oh, shoot. What's his name? Uh, he's the Oscar winner that uh, has come to several of our things. Uh, he was in the Deer Hunter. Quick, you're bad at password. Uh, John Voigt. Hmm. John Voigt. John said, Voigt? I said, you're brave. And he said, what? I've w- please. I'm not brave. I have an Oscar. I'm old. What do I care? Okay. And in a way, Ricky Gervais is probably at that place. Why he's brave is if this doesn't crack, he will be made an example of. And that's why he's so brave. It's why it's important that people like Ricky Gervais, Dave Chappelle, people of that stature in the industry yes are doing this it's not just you know some conservative comedian you know i mean it's important that they yeah. say it too but it's Ricky like gervais i could guarantee you he, doesn't agree with anything oh, i no. believe in exactly yeah, yeah he is but he's so far he's basically so far above the industry that he's hard to sink now right. he's not unsinkable i mean i you would have put louis ck in that same category now he had other issues yeah uh but you would have put him in the same category and he was doing a lot of the same things. Yeah. And, and now he's not allowed to really do. I, oh, he did win a well, Grammy inexplicably, but he, he is not allowed to really be back in mainstream society. Ricky Gervais belongs in the uh, Bruce category. Uh, I mean, you know, Lenny Bruce was getting oh, arrested in, intentionally. He was saying these things to make a point. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Ricky Gervais is doing. And he's legendary in my mind for doing it. Mm. If you can handle really rough comedy, <laughs> it's hysterical, but it's really rough. All right, back in just a minute. Uh, the Biden administration has uh, paused the creation of their disinformation board. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure they have. Believe me, it's going on. Um, free speech, the fight for free speech, religious liberty. All across the country, we are fighting for constitutional rights, and they're constantly under attack and really constantly under attack from these giant corporations. And that does not leave out the phone companies. Patriot Mobile 
has a, a plan to fit any budget. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer support team, gives you amazing personal service. They share your values and support organizations like fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights. They're anti-CRT, and they're actually active in the fight. So why do business with a great company, but they despise you and what you stand for when you have Patriot Mobile, a great company that will save you money and likes you and likes what you stand for. And in fact, deeply in the fight change now, patriotmobile.com slash Beck, patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 972 Patriot. The Glenn Beck program. Uh, I'm talking to uh, M1 this morning. Uh, we're not uh, we're not sure yet of any details, but uh, I, I'd like to go down with anybody who wants to uh, just be there for prayer and uh, and show the community our support in a kind way. Uh, this weekend, we may put something together for for Saturday if you just want to go show your love and support for the people in Uvalde. Um, We'll let you know more details. Uh, also, we should point out that uh, John Voigt was not in the Deer Hunter. So um, thank you for that and your complete, completely incorrect point. John you, Voigt was not in the Deer Hunter? John Voigt, not in the Deer Hunter. Just wanted to point that out. John well, Voigt, I think John I Voigt. actually talked to him about that. makes me feel bad. Really? <laughs> <laughs> This is the Glenn Beck Program.